Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes! Grab your torch and dip it into this podcast because No Buffs is back. And there's only two of us. That's right. It's down to the final two. Going old school here. I'm J.E. Skeets and alongside me, the Luigi to my Mario. It's Trey Kirby. <laughs> uh, it's nice to be on this journey to Ship's Wheel Island with you today, Skeets. I am missing J.D. and I'm certainly missing that sexy Jeff Probst candle. Yeah, things are different. We're not in the classic factory. JD's still on vacation. He will be back for our next episode of No Buffs, which appears to be a two-hour episode. So uh, JD's going to have a whole lot of Survivor to catch up on. But that's next week. Uh, And this week, yeah, we're talking about episode five of Survivor 42. It's just TK and I. Andrew's in the background pushing the buttons. Said he's multitasking, which really means he's not listening at all to this. We asked him if he had any Survivor takes. He said, no, not really. I think they gave a, a Pontiac Aztec away on season <laughs> one, which I, I, I think we'd, it sounds right. I know they were giving that away for a bit. Did it happen in the first season? There I, were not, definitely early Aztecs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd have to go back and see. Bring it back. Why not? Give away a weird car this year. Give away like a Rivian. My favorite thing about that was the, uh, there was the, cur- the, the car curse. Anyone who had ever won the car on a season had never gone on to win the game. That was always a favorite of mine, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Andrew won't be joining us here. No, he said, please this might keep me off camera and we will yeah. gladly respect that wish. That's totally fine. But shout out to the to the live tribe right now, our stream team here on No Buffs. Uh, I saw you guys have a great conversations pre-show, uh, breaking down the vote that T- TK and I are going to break down here in a second and everything else going on with episode five and moving forward. So good stuff. A lot of knowledgeable fans uh, in the live tribe right there. So I guess let's jump right to it, though, Trey. Uh, we get the Green Tribe uh, Vati sending home Daniel instead of Chanel. Really cut down to those two. This was a bit of a Daniel fallout from uh, the last time they were at Tribal Council. Oh, yeah. And uh, that blew up in his face. And it was hi, Lydia, and ultimately Mike deciding where they were going to go after they lost uh, the, the challenge. And in the end, there's some... Splitting of the vote and Chanel getting a little funky with a mic vote. And there's a re-vote, but Daniel goes home after the 2-2-1 tie there. Uh, and he goes home unanimously on the re-vote. Um, do you think they made the right decision here? And what are your parting words for Daniel? A fun player, but a wild <laughs> one. Yeah, Daniel had a run. He had a Beef Walton-like run. A JD-like <laughs> run. Uh, but maybe just because he's a Yale Law guy. You didn't think he was going to make silly moves, but he made a lot of silly moves. A lot of weird stuff happened to Daniel in his short time out on the island. But ultimately, um, I think that his tribe made the right choice sending him home instead of Chanel. Similar to last week, uh, keeping Tori around. You know Tori's going to flip. You know Chanel's going to flip. Daniel, you don't necessarily see where the move is going to come from. 
But you could easily see him being able to reestablish himself at the merge, right? Like maybe join up with uh, somebody else from other tribes, somebody else who feels on the outs, just like he did. He's obviously a knowledgeable survivor player, though things did not go his way uh, this time. So I think it's kind of uh, very similar to the reasons for keeping Tori are the reasons for keeping Chanel. You know she's going to flip, but you know it's coming at some point. Whereas Daniel, right. it may not happen. And I don't know. He just seemed, uh, Chanel seemed to let him dig his way into some holes here. So I think kudos to her. A weird vote on the way out, but uh, a little bit strategic. And I think that once you see that vote come in, hi, Lydia and Mike, you're like, okay, we know what's coming. So we kind of made the right choice here. Yeah, so Chanel throws her vote on Mike, like I said, which uh, was a surprise to probably a lot of people watching and and to Mike for sure. Uh, he seemed a little baffled by that. Uh, I love her look back at him too, <laughs> trying to like play it off like it wasn't her. Uh, I guess the thinking is, in Chanel's case, my vote, if it's ultimately down to Daniel and me, then my vote is really going to mean nothing here in a lot of different ways. So do I just cover my ass in case Daniel plays the shot in the dark, somehow hits the safe. And then, you know, there's a little like a little bit more of a wiggle room for her to maybe get out. That's I mean, that's her thinking, I think, and probably played correctly, though. Hopefully it's not much of a blowback here uh, from Mike. And it may not matter because who knows, are we merging? Are we not merging all that? Uh, we might be moving off of these original three tribes here. But I think that's what she was thinking, right? Am I do I have it the way you have it? Yeah, she was certainly worried about Daniel playing the shot in the dark and her just right. being on the wrong side of the numbers and having done nothing about it. So smart move by her. But of course, there's going to be blowback because there's always blowback. Mike is even saying, hey, I stuck to my plan and you voted for me when in reality he didn't stick to the plan and he voted for her. So yeah. I don't know how that's necessarily going to shake out. Maybe it shakes out better for Chanel once uh, he's kind of confronted with the reality of the situation and that she made the quote unquote, right move and that he actually was flipping. Maybe she comes out looking okay, but I don't really think things change all that much for her. She was at the bottom. She's been on the chopping block the last couple of times. She remains on the bottom of that tribe, but we've got a merge or a pseudo merge coming up and there are other people who are on the bottoms of their tribe. So she's going to have an opportunity at least in the next week. We heard high at this tribal council say trust is the most valuable currency. And so, you know, it is interesting. Maybe that, I mean, Daniel had broken people's trust, but had he learned his lesson? That's the real question. Like, was he like completely fine to like go with whatever the majority wanted to go to go with from there on out? That's the debate high and especially Lydia are having like, who's more dangerous and you know, he's done it once. Will he do it again? Or is he less likely to do it because he got caught once? You know, this idea of like the devil, you know, too, like you were saying, it's like, we don't, we're not sure with Chanel, but we know the type of player that Daniel appears to be. And and is that better? Like you compared it to the, the Tory Swathy vote from last week. I mean, there's no, we don't know the right answer. You got to sort of make the decision, but I guess they're going with your thesis there of like, we just sort of, we know him. We've seen the track record. And, you know, again, you can compare it to the Tory. So at least we know the type of person she is or he is. And these other two, the Swathy, uh, and uh, and Chanel less less so likely. I know I'm confusing it there. Uh, <laughs> things yeah. go down differently, but that's well, what their plan is or thinking is, I guess. Yeah, and I think with Daniel, it's kind of like he lied to them a lot, and it, you know, in it's been two yeah. weeks of episodes, but it's only a handful of days in between that. So he's lying a lot. He probably at this point has already had conversations about 
how much of a super fan he is. And obviously he values his survivor experience. He teaches a survivor course. Like, you know that he is knowledgeable in the ways of the game. Like, and that's going to come to fruition at some point. So you've got a guy who's already been proven to be dishonest and broken some trust there. He even then sabotaged things with his number one, you know, with Chanel, like calling her out multiple times. So that doesn't look good as well. And you have to assume that he's going to start playing the game rather than just enjoying being on Survivor, which is kind of what I think he was doing out there. Like, yeah, kind of forgot about the social aspect of it and the strategic aspect of it and enjoyed the being on Survivor part of it um, more so than trying to win Survivor. But eventually that would have changed. He would have started trying to make the right moves. Um, so I think they made the right call. Um, and yeah, we'll see how it plays out coming next week because... It's going to be crazy with four going in or with three tribes, each sending the same amount of people in Yeah, kind of feels like there are a lot of threes with one on the outskirts. Maybe it turns into four tribes of three. Who knows? It's going to be very cool. Yeah. Uh, people pointing out, I think Mike Bloom, the first I saw on Twitter last night, first time ever, if this is like a merge merge and I know there's going to be like, Oh, what's actually going on here? The shillelagh of time. Is it back in our lives next week? We'll see. But first time ever Trey with three tribes, Entering again this quote unquote merge four, four, and four. It's never been like that, which is, it's just, just sort of weird. It's uh, always been like, you know, different numbers in the different tribes. We've never had it sort of the exact same. I loved at Tribal Council the way Daniel was going about, like, especially with Mike laying it on thick about. <laughs> I'm going to be your friend forever. We're going to be friends forever, man. You know, this is just how you play. So he's trying to play that card, that emotional vibe with him. I think it was sort of working. Uh, you know, I think that's the right tactic, uh, right tactic with him. But I love Chanel also calling it out. Like, nice. No, I know what you're doing here. Like, I see like right through this. And Mike, you should too. He's like, he's just trying to like play at your heartstrings. So he's just trying to stay alive. I loved it. I thought it was great play by both of them. I thought those were the right moves. Yeah, exactly right. Um, Mike or uh, Daniel was trying to smooth things over with Mike, trying to trying exactly right to play on the emotional side of things, which yep. maybe had been his strongest connection with Mike. Uh, I don't know, because obviously he was close with Chanel at one point. And then Chanel just calling him out. Uh, I think she's played a pretty solid social game. Uh, you know, yeah. she's been kind of battling for her life for the majority of this game as well. But she's always been able to stay one step ahead of whoever they're trying to get. So, yeah, I don't know. You know, Mike or uh, Daniel said... I'm not an analogist. I'm not an analogy guy, but he came through with a boxing one and they were kind of, you know, going point for point with each other. So mm -hmm. uh, for a guy who actually had quite a few analogies in his confessionals and then came through with a clutch analogy there, he did it again. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a solid tribal council. I thought the episode in general was just like a nice solid middle of the season episode yeah. there. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, it wasn't too, too crazy. We get a little ship wheel island. We obviously get the one challenge, which was uh, immunity and reward. And uh, yeah, then we just down to two people, like classic Survivor. One of the two is going home. What happens? Okay, it's Daniel. I'm with you. It was it was good, not great, but definitely definitely not bad. And I mean, maybe even if you wanted to convince me, it was like the worst episode of this season so far. Maybe that's still a great episode. Uh, so it's still a great season so far. Um, what did you think about this whole thing? And maybe it's played up for the episode because he ultimately goes home. But like this guy's got a dislocated shoulder. But he's out there spearfishing, <laughs> you know, high was all over this, uh, you know, at the calling across the beach. Hey, Mike, Chanel, check this out. Hey, eh? what's with this guy? Uh, what do you think of them, like, questioning the severity of, of his shoulder injury? And 
And if he is injured still, and he says, I've heard him in exit interviews, like he actually dislocated it twice, apparently. Uh, so later on in the season that we didn't see on camera. Um, but can you still can you still spearfish? Like, is it that big a deal? <laughs> I guess what I'm asking you, like, or did they totally blow this out of proportion? Uh, well, first of all, once he was going out to spearfish, they had the live, they're like, don't lose the spear. Right. Which Come on, you thought he was going to be losing the spear for sure. Oh, 100%. I was like, 100%. oh, that spear is gone. He's throwing, yeah. that thing is on its way to Vanuatu at this point. Uh, but no, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> some say that spear fishing isn't that taxing on your body. It's a lot of floating out there. Floating. You know, you're kind of just looking down the whole time. Certainly, if you have to generate a nice toss, I'm sure it's going to be tough, but maybe it's not like throwing a 96 mile an hour slider. Shout out to Max Freed. Um, but I don't know. At that, this point in the game, still pre-merge, people are saying anybody but me, anybody but me. I got to make it to the merge. I got to make it to the playoffs. You don't want to be a pre-merge boot. Mm-hmm. So even if what Daniel's doing isn't taxing, he's got to be able to look at the optics of saying like, hey. I've been sitting out every challenge, even if what he's saying is true, that the doctors are basically telling him it wouldn't be a great idea for you to be in this challenge. Going out there and doing something physical, especially like in the water, which has been apparently a problem up to this point, it's just going to look bad. And that's going to give people a reason to vote you out. Yeah. And it sounds, again, from exit interviews that Daniel was just like duped by High. He thought when he had a conversation with High that he was fine, that they were going Chanel. High had convinced him. Hence why he didn't play the shot in the dark. Hence why he said he actually went out to go fishing. He almost was like, well, this will maybe be better because they won't see that I'm scrambling and like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to convince everybody else to vote for Chanel. It's like, he was like, I'm good. Let her do all that. And uh, maybe this works in my favor. It obviously didn't. But he he gave a lot of the credit, I guess, to High just tricking him. Like, High convinced him. You're fine, man. You're staying. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, I think this is a pretty good episode for High, actually. Yeah. You know, he obviously is in charge of the vote for who ends up going home. And like you're saying, he kind of, you know, manipulates this this specific situation perfectly to be like, okay, yeah, you're, you're feeling good. Obviously, like, it was important to Daniel for part of his survivor journey to be out there and go try and spearfish. So he convinces him somehow, like, yeah, go ahead. And then as soon as he's out there, he's like, look at this guy spearfishing. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, look at this guy. And that's all he needed, right? It's like, yeah, he, High has kind of played Daniel at every single step of this game so far. So this was just sort of the end of the arc. You know, we got Daniel's kind of three episode arc and a uh, bit of a tragic character, it turns out. Yeah. Do you think we'll see him back? Do you think he gets the invite back? Yes, probably. Yeah, yeah he seems yeah. like uh, he seems like he would want to come back and uh, yeah. is setting himself up for it. Yeah, I I feel like who knows, but it's pretty good in confessionals. You know, he feels like he's given the producers what they want to hear. There's some gold there that you can run with. Uh, you know, he, he makes fun of himself, self deprecating a little bit. He has a feel for the game. The understanding of the game didn't go all that well, but uh, yeah, I I think we could see him back. I love that the Mike vote came into play here too and they had a brainstorming session at one point on this episode Trey Mike did with the rest of the tribe the Vatty tribe the green tribe like hey what am I doing am I saying the phrase if we hear bunny in mailboxes and we hear a potato which of course we're gonna hear am I saying it or am I not because this has been like a running thing for episodes like this idea of like wow is this actually next level thinking by them and Mike and sort of Daniel's idea like don't say anything because it's gonna become an active idol if you don't even say it by the time you hit the merge and then we'll be the only ones that know where it is like smart, 
But in the end, Mike can't help himself. And probably because of the vote, right? Like this, like, ooh, I mean, the vote might be needed here, of course, depending on what happens with shot in the darks and extra votes and all that. But like, he sort of felt like he want, he said it not even just for the idol, but to get his vote back for this one. Is that, you think that's true? That was my read on it as well, yeah. is that couldn't go into another vote without having a vote. And I think that that's absolutely the right call, especially like, you know, they've already gone through a tie scenario where not having votes has kind of played a huge, huge part in it and really changed up the dynamics of the tribe. So yeah, you know, I think uh, it was Fishback on Rob has a podcast today saying the smart move is to not say it. And just as long as you're safe, as long as you know, you're safe, it got to the point with Mike where he's like, I don't necessarily know that this wouldn't accidentally turn on me. Right. Like if Daniel plays a shot in the dark and he's safe, and then what if, uh, what's to keep Chanel from playing her shot in the dark? Maybe she somehow ends up safe and we get some crazy sort of odds going on and suddenly it turns on to Mike and he doesn't have a vote. He's going home. So yeah, I thought it was the the smart move to actually, to say it, to get your vote back, especially considering they had the huge conversation yeah. um, before Lydia, I think, goes to Shipwheel Island, right? Where he's like, you need your vote. And then she goes there and she follows through on the plan and she gets her vote back and protects it. They knew the importance of having all possible voting <laughs> mechanisms going sure. into that tribal council. Yeah. Cause there's only what at that point, there's yeah. only five of them. So yeah. Uh, also it's like, it, it sort of was like, it was like, why not at that point after you hear the other two tribes say it, because everybody on your tribe knows too. Yeah. Like you've shared this information with everybody on the green tribe. Now that doesn't mean everybody, of course, on the other tribes. know. I get that, but they're going to like, come on. Like nobody can keep a secret. If it was, what if it was just Daniel, let's say that he had told and they had thought, oh, should I, shouldn't I, should I, shouldn't I? But because everybody knew you don't do it. It's getting out so quickly. As soon as they merge, that's going to be said, like in the first 10 minutes of the merge feast, like somebody's going to go, Hey, you know, he's got one too. Oh, what? You didn't say it. You know, it would, there's just no way they would have sat on that and like used it for the good of the green tribe. I just don't buy it. Uh, is it something po- kind of something least. very similar happened on season 41, right? Like as soon as they got to the merge, it was like Liana and Shan were just chatting and they kind of spilled the beans to uh, Tiffany, oh, I yeah. think about having an extra vote. And like that just gets around the tribe so quickly. Yeah. So going in with sort of any known unknown advantage, you're, it's looking bad. So get your vote, get your idol and then go forward. Uh, so one of those people now with an active idol that sort of triggered Mike to say it was Drea. Um, her and Romeo found it together, the beware advantage. She didn't really think all that long about, am I opening this? She's like, I already taken a, I've already taken a risk. I'll do it again. Who cares? So she does that. And it's triggered with Marianne again at the challenge. Everybody's saying their lines. What'd you think of, uh, what'd you think of Drea's potato line, uh, her execution? How would you grade it? And then, and then Mike's, uh, execution uh, grade for his, uh, you know, soccer makes him cry. <laughs> How you grade him? Marianne, we've heard a million times. I thought she's fine. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so the big there's two big questions with Drea's potato skin line. Uh, number one, it came from Drea. Everybody was expecting it to come from Tori, you know. So that's why you got to forget about oh, the trailers. Sure, Everybody right. was obsessed with the Tori yeah. found the potato. She's gonna say it. Number two. I thought her lines were fine. Uh, Drea's, I thought she did a good job of slipping it in, except for saying they had a potato. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you get that potato? What? Yeah. What? What do you <laughs> That's mean? That's going to be the number one question. You had a potato? Well, uh, no, no, it was just a, <laughs> it was actually taro, you know, it was a, it was a, a different right. root, a different root that we boiled up. She could have just said, 
we were thinking about potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. we're talking about our favorite foods. Oh, yes. I would love to have a potato. And then we started saying whatever. Um, so yep. that's just a tiny slip of the tongue that probably, or that will certainly go, somebody will mention it, right? Like somebody has to follow up on this potato. Yeah, whether it makes the show or not, we'll see. Probably, yeah. if I'm guessing it won't, but yeah, I would hope somebody follows up with, uh, where'd you get a potato? And where can we get more of them? Because I'm starving. <laughs> it was just I mean, one? It's sort of, it's sort of like uh, high covering himself in a vat of blood. <laughs> and everyone going, you're bleeding. Oh, yeah, that's fine. And then that's it. Like, we never hear from it again. Did anybody follow up? Where's your cuts? What happened? Blah, 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 that's blah. That's a great so, point. Well, Nobody yeah, asked. We'll see. We'll see what the potato line. Okay, what was your second? Or I guess that was it with that. Is there your uh, Mike, oh, no, uh, Mike, yeah. Uh, it was fine. You know, I, I thought it went over better for Mike than I thought it was. Uh, all things con- considered, he got it in pretty smoothly. Just sounded like a guy talking about soccer for no reason, uh, which I think it was kind of the point. But I thought it was going to go way worse for him than it actually did. Right. Uh, so, yes, Marianne, Drea. And Mike, they all now, they not only got their votes back, as we saw with Mike last night, so that's good, uh, and they all have an idol. So we are going to hit this merge slash non-merge, and there are going to be three people with idols. Like, this could be, this could be fun. And again, I think everybody's going to know where they are. Like, I don't think they're going to be secret at, at all. No, definitely not. I mean, there were very few people on the individual tribes who weren't even aware of the advantage, so... Once they get together, it's a talky talky kind of tribe. Obviously, uh, it's uh, the beans will be spilled. But I am liking, uh, I'm liking Drea's position in the game so far. She's got an amulet, yeah. she's got an extra vote, and she's now got this activated idol. It feels like uh, the blue tribe will probably break up pretty quickly, and she's already kind of got a little bit of a a little bit of a locked in sort of relationship with at least high from the blood covering. Early in the season, he seems like a guy who's also going to be interested in wanting, uh, you know, to to work on a bigger plan uh, come merge time, yep. considering the way his tribe has been going, I think. So uh, I can see High and Drea sort of getting together. I think they could be a nice a nice twosome come merge time. Well, well, there's then, I mean, if that's true, and I, and I hear what you're saying, they could have four right there because Lydia's attached to High. And Romeo and Drea seem pretty mm-hmm. connected too, pretty tight. I mean, they're searching for idols together, sharing everything. Um, so, you know, if those two pairs come together, that's pretty good for, and, and hopefully they don't put a target on themselves. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the post-tribal council. So when they come back from last week's uh, tribal council, it's the Blue Tribe, uh, the Ica Tribe, we get Romeo explaining everything to Roxroy because he had no idea. Like, he was clueless because they didn't tell him that they were targeting Swathi. And I, I thought he did a great job here too of like explaining why they did it because of the whole, oh, I'm the final one with her. I'm the final one. I'm the final one. He did that. And I also thought Roxroy incredibly handled it well. Like he was like, good job. You sussed it out. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you're probably right not to tell me because I was never going to change the way I go about it. I, I thought he was, I couldn't believe how well he took it. He's like, okay, sure. I feel like we have probably slightly underestimated Roxroy. Like he seemed like he was just going to be the bossy guy that as soon as they got a chance, they were going to want to get rid of him because he was telling everybody what to do. I thought Mm -hmm. it was going to be similar to you that he would be pretty upset with the way things went down at tribal council and being left out of things. But no, man, he smoothed it over so well. He's like, all right, that's how it is. Uh, Basically like we're playing a game (laughs) and you know, you're probably right with your read on things. Then once he gets to Shipwheel Island, like he plays things pretty close to the vest. He could have yep. made the right choice and, you know, risked his vote to get something. But 
he does seem to be a, you know, a bit more old school kind of player, but he does at least seem to be very self-aware with regards to his standing in the tribe. And I think that's the problem with a lot of the early boots from back in the day. They don't have the self-awareness, I think, that yeah. Roxroy does. They're like, I don't care that you're mad about how I am. At least he understands. Yeah, you're mad. Let's see uh, Let's see if we can find some sort of middle ground here. He's doing a lot better than I thought he would, for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, again, even Tori says, like, all he does is, like, tend to the fire and build the shelter like he's not playing the game like he's actually not playing survivor mm-hmm. and it's maybe oddly gonna work out for him at least for an extended amount of time here because people are like he's not a threat he's barely playing now can he ever win a game like that in today's era unlikely probably I mean, not I, I just don't think anyone would give you the million dollars but will he be there for a while yeah yeah because we also have after this we get them saying hey blue tribe we're four strong now four strong baby and you know you got some people you know, romeo selling it rocks Roy saying it yeah I'm going to ride the coattails of all your social games. Be great. We're four strong. And you see Tori <laughs> literally rolling. I mean, it's it's pitch black. It's the middle of the night. They're back from tribal council. Rolling her eyes like, yeah, right. And then jumps on camera in a confessional. Is like, I'm going to be the first person to jump ship. She is telling <laughs> this. As soon as this merge happens, I'm gone. I don't want to work with Roxy. I don't think, I, don't, I guess she doesn't want to work with anybody really. But she ain't working with him. Uh, so funny. Uh, I, I, she's, she's one of my favorites on this yeah. stacked cast here. The eye roll is the goat of survivor reactions. Yep. You know, anytime you see it, it's going to be funny. If it's at a tribal council, if it's funny, you know, we saw Tiffany doing it like out on walks and it was funny. And Tori was doing it like standing next to the people who were saying yep. we're going to be a type four. Uh, I thought that was great. You're kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't with regards to that, right? Like Jonathan said, we're a type four at tri- or at uh, at the immunity challenge last week. And they're like, how dare you say that? And then here we've got the uh, the blue tribe saying we're a type four. She's like, no, we are not. No, we are not. not. You don't want to be a type four and you do want to be a type four. It's a tough place to be. But obviously she's going to flip. And that to me is like seeing that scene. We had talked last week about did the Blue Tribe make the right choice between Swati and uh, and Tori. And it's like, yeah, they did. Because we know that Tori's going to flip. It's just a matter of who she's going to flip to and seeing it coming. Because you're going to. Yeah, and I just want to know, too, like, when she says I'm going to flip, does that mean, like, I hate everybody else in the Blue Tribe. You're all dead to me. Like, is that Romeo? Is that Drea? Or does she have some relationship with them? And it's more like, I hate Roxroy. He doesn't seem to like me all that much and he's going down. Like, which one is it? Uh, I don't know. I guess a a difficult question for you, Trey, and everybody in the live tribe right now is like, when we hit a merge, who is like most likely, who could you see Tori like gravitating towards? Like, who, who would she maybe most, if she had like a little wish list of like, Anyone besides the Blue Tribe, who do you think she'd either bond with or would want to work with or you could see them working well together? Who would you go with? I can see her bonding with uh, Lindsay from the Taku Tribe, uh, mm-hmm. who is kind of, I would say, probably the number three in that tribe. You know, it seems to me uh, yep. Jonathan is probably the number one right there. Jonathan and Lindsay and Omar are pretty tight together, but it seems like Jonathan and Omar have had a thing since the beginning, whereas Lindsay, we saw in this episode, was getting on Jonathan's nerves a little bit. Um, Though Jonathan did talk to Lindsay about how annoying Marianne was. Also so true. Also true. Um, but I don't know. It just, uh, I think to me when, when Tori says, I'm going to flip at the first chance I get, I'm going to be the first one to jump ship. That just to me is her putting to words. Like she's not going to have loyalty. Like certainly she could yeah. still work with yeah. uh, one of these blue tribe members if they have the right plan. 
but it ain't going to be a we're going into this thing as four strong. She's a free agent. If it happens to be like, oh, re-signing with you for this one-year deal is going to be the best move, then we'll do it. But it's like a vote-by-vote thing with Tori at this point. That's a great way to put it. She's going to obviously get into the merge, look at the numbers and go, well, who's got more? Mm Mm-hmm. Is it is it me part of this blue tribe still? Okay, yeah, I'll sign a one year deal, like you said, a one week deal. I love that. Uh, and if it's not, she's like, oh, bye. I don't care. Uh, she'll yeah. do. Uh, she's like her playbook is just like one more travel council. Anybody one but more me. Travel. I don't. I don't. Yeah, it's it's the Sandra playbook. It's like anybody but me. That's fine. I'll figure it out in the next couple of days and try and like sneak my way through the crack to the next one. So we'll see. Um, let's talk about annoyed jonathan uh this was very i mean you want to talk about eye rolls i mean this was him like closing his eyes you know where he was placed in the in the shelter when marianne and Lindsay won't stop talking i think it's like seven in the morning uh at least it is according to marianne's uh, news report uh it, it was you could feel his disdain for them non-stop talking coming through the screen uh so uh and and then it leads to more of course but what do you think of that part with them never shutting up let's be honest uh and then 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 they even took it to the next step he just wants his canteen he just wants some water he just wants to get the hell away from him and they suddenly make it into a hot and cold game that was brutal man uh i was feeling for him um And honestly, for me, I was watching, you know, there's a few interactions in the Orange Tribe that have some major eye rolls, most particularly from Jonathan, but also like, um, like we're going to get to this a little bit later, but like Omer struggling with the immunity challenge. Yeah. And all of them to me was like, if you were to just watch the Orange Tribe's footage, all, all like back to back to back, take everything else out, you just come away as like, this is a tribe that is so hungry right now. They are so hungry and angry. Like that to me is why Omer's struggling at the challenge. He's like, yeah. oh, get me something to eat. Jonathan is like, you know, they just ate those, <laughs> those nice, decent sized fish, yeah. medium sized fish. Probably should have saved some of them, but I don't know. That guy's humongous. I am surprised we haven't heard him talking about how many calories he need and how few he's getting at this point. But sure. I think that was just uh, the effects of the island kind of wearing on everybody. For some people, it comes out in, you know, manic talking energy. And for some people, you'll want to hear silence. So his luxury items should have just been like uh, noise-canceling headphones. Yeah. They should have hooked him up with some earplugs or something like that. Because I'm sure as soon as he gets a nice merge feast in him, he'll be jolly once again. I mean, look, unless you're the extremely talkative person that never shuts up, we've all been in this situation where you're just like, man, I would love to just do nothing more than sit in silence yep. right now and just not hear you talk about Mario Kart and talk about nothing and talk about it very loudly. And I'm just, yeah, hungry, tired. I'm over you. That's the other part. Now I've been with you for 10 days. I just don't want to be around you anymore. It's raining. You're sort of stuck under the shelter there. And that's why he says even like, my escape is just to go fishing. He said he goes fishing for like two or three hours. He's like, just float real Trey Kirby <laughs> move. Yeah. He's just, <laughs> hey man, he's, it gets, uh, it gets, uh, it gets loud in my house too. Sometimes, you know, yeah, that's how it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look, I, like I said, I was feeling for him. I was like, and this is, I talk for a living. Like I talk a lot too on this show at least, but man, when this stuff's done, I'll go hours, if not days, not saying a single word. Uh, you know, I just want to put in my AirPods and listen to a podcast. I want to hear other people talk. Uh, but you know, at a more, just a more calming pace. Oh, 
My uh, my advice to Jonathan would be take that smaller tarp and hang it up like a hammock and just chill out for a minute, man. Just vibe for a little bit because you're getting too angry this up, buddy. Uh, hey, also very self-aware though, wasn't he? Like, he's like- <laughs> I gotta go I fishing. I'm walking to, to Shake Shack. Yeah, I want to yell at them. I want to <laughs> yell at her, Marianne especially, but I know the optics of that is not good. Also, what am I even yelling about? Just like be quiet? Like, okay, that's weird. But they have a second little scene not long after. It's <laughs> it's a really weird one. He just appears to be chopping up some like older looking bamboo. I, I'm, I, I'm guessing for the fire. And he's hacking away at it. And Marianne, sort of in walking sort of by him or towards him or whatever, I think her foot, when he then hits a piece of bamboo, her foot like is underneath the raised bamboo and it smacks down. I think that's what happened. So she's like, well, you hit me. But he's like, I didn't hit you. You know, it's like you're walking into me while I'm swinging a machete and the wood is hitting you. But like, and I think that's what they were, you know, arguing about semantics like. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, this was just a, this was a family that's been home for spring break for too long. <laughs> yeah. Stuck yeah. inside. It's a rainy day. You're all just getting annoyed at each other. Um, that was that was very weird. I don't know. Maybe it's just Marianne looking for a reason to be angry back at Jonathan. You know yeah. that happens uh, just as much as uh, people getting upset about somebody talking a bunch. Uh, so yeah, to me it was just frayed nerves kind of all around. It just must have been tense around camp uh, with regards to that. So I'm sure getting the dub and the immunity challenge was nice. Yeah, is she still upset about the strong four comment? Uh, you know, she seems to be picking up that he's annoyed with her. She is yeah. noticing that because she's talking about, oh, he goes off. Or, are they looking for so-and-so? Are they talking about getting rid of me? So she, she's leaning into that. Um, yeah, Omar, he's like, oh, God, can we just keep it together? Like, <laughs> yeah. Not in public, okay? Yeah, not at the restaurant. You're right. They, they, do this at home. No one cares. It's behind closed doors, but, uh, you know, not, not here, not as we, as we get closer to merge and people are going to see, uh, see the cracks maybe. Um, but then again, I mean, let's go to it. What, what was he doing in this trial, in this challenge? Do you think it was just pure exhaustion? Because there are people we had Kyle right in. Do you think Taku, the, the orange tribe was trying to throw the challenge to potentially get rid of Jonathan? Omer had zero urgency to solve the puzzle, which I watched it again. Holy crap, is he either horrible at this or just going very slow? It's almost weird to even call it a puzzle. I guess it is a slide puzzle, but... It seems easy to figure out. Um, yeah. Like, I dread ever having to do a puzzle if I were to get on Survivor, unless it's that one. I'm like, yeah, I know how to unbraid something. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I guess good theory. They could have been throwing it. I feel like we would have gotten um, some sort of you know, some sort of conversation about that. But I also kind of yeah. think it's probably impossible for that tribe to throw a challenge if they couldn't even like Jonathan carried them to a challenge that no other tribe as a whole could complete complete. Right. Right. So it's like they would have to really go out of their way to throw the challenge. Even this wasn't working because they were all watching him do it and calling out what was happening. So to me, yeah. I was just like, this just has to be a little bit of survivor fatigue, a little bit of mental fugue, if you will. Yep. I, I think you're right. If I'm picking between he was actually trying to throw it or he just really crapped the bed on that part and was then frazzled and was like, yeah, I, you're right. At one point, Lindsay's like, oh, left. And you can see like she's telling him where <laughs> yeah. to go. Again, it's Push not that all forward. that complicated. Yeah. And he's like sort of doing it and then it drops and then and they end up pulling out the second place finish. But there was, and Kyle wrote this in, there, there was a few shots of him looking 
Well, he was looking apologetic to Marianne. Now, is he looking apologetic because he's like, man, I nearly botched this or I screwed up that part? Or is he doing that because he's like, well, I tried to throw it. I gave it my, I gave it a go. I'm sort of with you though. If he was, wouldn't we have seen that conversation between the two of them or even a confessional? Like, like what, like we got last in season 41 with uh, who gave the great, like, confessional of like trying to get Nasir like he didn't know and he's just beasting the challenge like, we're trying to throw it yep. yeah yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> so I think we would have gotten that yeah I think but so he, too I think they would have given us a little bit of a background to know why it was going so poorly I just think it happened to be going poorly yeah uh so I was also very happy the green tribe lost that challenge because I was getting ready to write a very stern email to Mr. Jeff Probst to Mr. Jeff uh, that Chanel, she started on that puzzle, on that little slide puzzle before High was off that cargo net. And I only think because they were in last, they're like, all right. Because they were supposed to all get to the mat and then you go. Like you always have to do in Survivor. You usually got to do it in stages, get your whole team there and then, okay. She she went right to that thing. She started it. In the end, didn't matter because uh, they couldn't hit the targets at the end. So you're telling me you're calling shenanigans here. I'm just saying, I'm glad they they lost because... Could have been a controversial uh, uh, been rewatch. Very controversial. In fact, I'm convinced they only, they only let it... They, like, they left it in because you can see her go to it before he's even off because they're like, well... Well... They're not... They don't win anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. You've got a That's keen eye for this kind of stuff, Skate, so... Because I'm all over it, man. Yeah, I'm honestly, I, I'm willing to buy into any sort of theory you have after a game within <laughs> the game. So if uh, if Jeff was, like, trying to make it, you know, keep the scores close, you know, like, turn it on, on on your video game, keep scores close, if that's what he was doing, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we have the Green Tribe obviously go, and that ultimately gets Daniel out. And the only other thing I have here, uh, and, and tell me if you have something else you want to talk about before we take our first break, and we'll get to tree mail and answer questions. Um... Yeah, you, you slipped it in. Lydia and Roxroy going to Shipwheel Island. Um, both keeping things pretty close to the to the Quinn Snyder vest. Uh, <laughs> you know, with with withholding a lot of their information about their tribes. And in the end, they both protect their vote. You know, Roxroy, in hindsight, probably if he knew what we all know, she's not doing it. You could, but he just plays it safe too. So there's not a whole lot from that, I thought. Yeah, it didn't seem to be like a, a very instant bond between Rox Roy and Lydia. And they both, like you're saying, they played it close to that Quinn Snyder vest, not really divulging the information, which maybe means, you know, Rox Roy has kind of said he's not really picking up on the social clues. So maybe that's why he didn't make the decision to risk his vote. Also seems like he's probably just going to be a risk adverse player in general. Yeah. And obviously Lydia had to keep her vote. So yeah. I'm glad we weren't there for very long because I was watching this this morning with Isla and they went for uh, their journey on Shipwheel Island. She said, another journey? Oh boy. Didn't we already see this? I'm like, you've watched like three episode, full episodes in your <laughs> life and you're bringing up too many advantages. So I was happy that this went pretty quickly. I would have liked to see Roxroy make the decision to risk his vote, but I wasn't yeah. surprised that he didn't. Yeah. So yeah, uh, maybe it's because I think there's two reasons why this happened that they both protected. Well, three reasons, the type of players they are, I'm with you. They feel more risk averse Two, they've probably talked so much about this back at their, that their beaches about the, what you do when you go to Shipwheel Island. Uh, I know you're trusting the people that went, but now enough people have gone. You're like, doubling up their stories and it's like oh okay this is what we're doing so they're like well don't give them too much 
because that's going to persuade them to go one way or the other or whatever. So there's that. And then we're right outside. Like they know we're 10 days in basically. We're merging and we're shaking this up. So it's going to be real, real soon here. And, uh, you know, like... I don't, I'm not, if you're not bonding with that person immediately, then you're going to look at them more as like a quote unquote enemy or like a distrustful person. So yeah, that's why we just like, okay, protect our votes yeah. and that's it. But you're right. They edited it pretty quick. Uh, we got like, I guess we got a very quick Lydia story, backstory um, in last night's episode. So there was that, but otherwise to strip Will Island we were and maybe it's done now, right? Is that right? They, yeah, I mean, I guess there's no real reason to, to go on a journey yeah. when you're all living on the same island. You can just go talk. Yeah, yeah. So okay, goodbye, Shipwheel Island. Will we ever even see it again? Uh, you know, it's a two. Yeah, run sure. Here. I think they'll bring it back at some point, yeah. just because it's cool. I do like the idea of giving people from different tribes a chance to get together, form a bond that could pay off a little bit down the line. They'll probably have to tweak, you know, the advantage part of it and how they're actually doing it. But I like the idea of getting people together. And it also, like, you know, like, Lydia's kind of right. Like, she used it to her advantage. Or not really to her advantage, but as a, as a cover story saying, I'm here, so I might be on the chopping block. Being away from your tribe during those sort of conversations, that can be a hindrance to your game, right? Yeah, so yeah. I like the idea of it as long as they keep it tight and as long as they keep it interesting. But it can also go away for a couple of seasons, bring it back a little oh, bit later. I'm totally fine with that. Yeah, yeah see you in a couple of seasons. Uh, also, do you think they're told specifically... Like in Roxroy and Lydia's case, like the producers, when they're about to send them up that beautiful mountain through the tall grass, are they like, are they told like, you can't talk about the risk and protect vote thing that you know is going to happen, right? Because otherwise, wouldn't they just like come up with the plan? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, save the plan for the top. You can talk about anything except for strategy on the way up. Maybe. I think so. I, I almost, yeah, that's maybe guess. so. Because why wouldn't they like, okay, let's hammer this out. Like, okay, we know what we're going to be doing. So who needs it more? Like you could use it. You could game it a little bit, but maybe they're encouraged not to discuss yeah. what they're going to do. I think, but. <laughs> you can't talk the risk until you see the actual ship's wheel. And then you can finally have the conversation. Right. Anything else is okay. Not that though. Uh, any other um, moments from this episode that you wanted to uh, break down or you want to take a first break? What do you got? Anything in your notes? Uh, I think we hit everything uh, on my votes or on my notes. Yeah, Daniel, you know, a short run, uh, a weird run, uh, to be quite honest. It was like yeah. he didn't want to negotiate about the rocks. He didn't want to scramble for votes. He didn't want to be in the challenges except for when he wanted to go fishing. Uh, so to me, it's like, he was just loving being out there on Survivor. Got a great vacation out to the island. Um, so I don't know. We'll see him again at some point, probably Skeets. But uh, I don't know. We don't need returnees quite yet. No, no, no. And uh, I, I've really enjoyed a lot of his exit interviews. Uh, and of course, he's doing a million of them. So you start hearing him say the same thing over and over again. But he's got a lot of thoughts on like what went wrong at that infamous tribal council. And really like Chanel turning her back on him. And that was like, he says like, that was his like, you know, final two that, you know, he was putting a lot of trust in her. And then she really like, just let her, you know, left him out to dry and he made some errors as well, but he was like, Oh, now I'm, now I'm screwed. And he really brings up when it went to like the whole, we got to decide who's going home, Jenny or Lydia, even though it was just him in high voting. Uh, and it is true. I think in watching it again, 
it was like Chanel and Mike were doing the whole like, well, we don't have a vote, so we're just not going to say anything. And in Daniel's head, he's like, but you could be saying stuff to help me persuade high to say, hey, man, we were going to vote for Lydia. Like, it is what it is. Let's just send her home. Like, and they didn't do that at all, like, especially Chanel. And then so it was he was like, well, I'm not going to rocks. <laughs> Screw that. And then he had already lost by that point because Hyatt was digging in his heels. Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's better to just shut your mouth, you know, let somebody else kind of yep. dig their way into a hole. Yeah. And that's definitely what happened. He also mentions um, that when uh, Chanel went to Shipwheel Island, they had kind of had a chat where she was like supposed to protect her vote, which is what kind of everybody thought she was going to do when she went there anyways. She risked her vote and that obviously played a huge, uh, huge effect in the game down the line. So... Yeah, I thought it was pretty strange that he was, like, willing to work with her if they still got past this vote and got to the merge together somehow, uh, considering that she had betrayed him a couple of times and then just left him out there to dry uh, and eat all of the punishment for it. But he certainly did. <laughs> um, so, tough one for Daniel. And he says the shoulder's doing well. There did we go. a bunch go. of rehab on it. And he is... Uh... Apparently did quite a bit of rehab on it. And I think uh, he said he's inviting okay. Mike to his bachelor party. So I guess he was right about being lifelong friends. <laughs> oh, or at least, geez. you know, a few months later. I would love to have Mike at a bachelor party. I oh, that like guy would turn off. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> All right, let's take our first break. Uh, when we come back, we'll get into tree mail and answer a few of your questions about this episode. Don't go anywhere. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house. That I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. Back with no buffs here, breaking down episode five, Survivor 42. Uh, We're going to get to a few of the questions you guys tweeted in, emailed in. This one, though, in the live tribe, hilarious comment. From Yves McRae. Guys, top five survivor contestants to have at your bachelor party. Because we were saying Mike would be a great addition to any bachelor party. Uh, so I'm putting you on the spot here. Does anyone come to mind, TK, that would get your invite? Uh, gotta have Ozzy at the bachelor party. <laughs> really? Oh, wow. <laughs> Maybe at a bachelorette party would work better. Uh, he's a wild boy. Uh, <laughs> subscribe. Subscribe to Ozzy's OnlyFans if you want to come to your bachelor party. Uh, honestly, who would I like to have? Yusuf mentions Tyson. I think he's a great one. One of the funniest Facts. characters uh, yep. in the history of Survivor. I would also invite Coach just for uh, the crazy, crazy stories. Uh, okay. It might get very annoying um, at the end. Who else would I like to have? If it was my personal bachelor party, Wendell. Rick Devins, those are great guys to just talk to and great uh, guys. Great have some guys. fun with. Uh, who else would I like? Who else would I like to invite? I wouldn't invite Johnny Fairplay. 
Okay. I would not invite Johnny Fairplay. I think I would end up uh, divorced before the wedding if you invite Johnny Fairplay to your bachelor party. I got a good one. You know, it'd be fun. I always liked, uh, I think he was on um, uh, Millennials Gen X. Uh, Jay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jay. I like Jay. Uh, is this like a fun hang? Bring some energy to the party, maybe? I'll go with them. Yeah. But I uh, like a lot of the ones you said. But Would you want Boston Rob at your bachelor party? Uh... <sighs> Yes, I I ultimately okay. would want Boston Rob just because, you know, he's a survivor legend. He would have a million stories. So I would say yes, uh, but it's honestly kind of a legacy pick, you know, like like you got to have uh, Michael Jordan come to your to your golf outing if you're having a, an imaginary yeah. golf outing kind of thing. So, yeah, I would have Boston Robin that sort Good of call. zone. Austin says uh, Christian Vicky <laughs> and John Morrison to reunite the brochachos. <laughs> be fun. That would be That'd fun. Be That'd be very fun. Some great, great answers out there. Oh, Philip Shepard, probably a no for me. (laughs) No, it'd be fun because we could all have like uh, nicknames, you know? Oh, that'd be good. That'd be great. You'd go out a night on the town and like, oh, that's the, uh, that's the executioner over there. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want somebody who is known for giving nicknames to squads, you know, like coach likes the, likes to nickname his alliances. So you got to have somebody who's going to come up with like a, a nickname for your wolf pack. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Austin. Yeah. I knew who you were talking about. You had the wrong wrestler, but uh, not John Morrison. John. Uh, I think it is John Hennigan. Morrison, isn't it? No, I thought it was. Th- I thought it was this one. Hennigan, the mayor of Slamtown. But now I'm confused. It's a John who's a wrestler. Yeah. It's, and we got it. Yeah. The Brochachos. Who is it? You're looking at. Well, up. John Morrison is now in the WWE, but he's also yeah. John Hennigan. It's the same guy. Oh, <laughs> you know okay, how it is. <laughs> that's how it is. <laughs> wrestling. Yeah, it's wrestling. Uh, That's no, this is a, this is a bad idea for a, for a bachelor party. Uh, Ian says, uh, get the Hans family together. No, oh, God, no. <laughs> you're getting kicked. You're getting kicked out of the bar. Someone's going to jail. No, this is a horrible idea. Uh, Tony would be funny to have at a bachelor party. Like, yeah. uh, he likes to just get into shenanigans. You know, I, that's the great thing about Tony is that he's such an incredible survivor player as a strategist, but also like one of the most entertaining guys to watch. Um, though maybe one of his plans for your bachelor party would just be, we're going to go hang out behind a shack for six hours and just wait. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to climb a tree and just hang out up there. I guess we got to invite Scott Pollard, don't we? Being in the NBA world. Sure. Sort of, it's almost it's a rule. I'll bring drugs. <laughs> Do drugs, kids. <laughs> That's, <true. laughs> That's right. All right. Tree mail. Uh, Arshad uh, tweeted in, I believe, with all three tribes going into the merge with four people each. He put merge in air quotes because, yes, who knows. Um, Who do you think will emerge as the dominant alliance going forward in the post-merge portion of the game? So, you know, tough prediction here, Trey. But if we are merging of the three original tribes, who could you see taking control? I really, I guess, the other way to look at it is like, who of those three tribes most likely to stay strong and fold in other people? <laughs> like maybe another tribe. Okay, well, I guess maybe we're coming at this from different sort of ways, Skeets. Because for me, when I think of who's going to actually stick together, it's most likely going to be the orange tribe, Taku, which is Jonathan and Omar kind of, you know, they locked in really quickly. Meat shield, brain shield right together. I think Lindsay is pretty close with them as well. And despite what we saw with, uh, you know, Jonathan getting frustrated with Marianne, Marianne getting frustrated with Jonathan right back. I think that they can kind of smooth that over. And I think that that, if you were going to look at groups of four coming into the pseudo merge, 
the Orange Tribe is most likely to stick together. Uh, will they want? Will they be able to pull people into their tribe? That I don't know because Jonathan's obviously going to be a big target. I think the uh, I think the title for the next episode next week is "There's Nowhere to Hide in Survivor" or something along those lines. That sounds right. to me like a line he could be saying because that guy ain't hiding anywhere. So I think High and Lydia seem to be pretty close on the Green Vati Tribe. And I think, as you mentioned, Drea and Romeo could be a nice twosome that joins with that twosome of High and Lydia. And that foursome could really put together something pretty special and take control of the game if they're able to get on the same page quickly. Yeah. The episode next week is titled, You Can't Hide on Survivor. That's part one. And then the second part is The Devil You Do or The Devil You Don't. So they're actually, I guess, were two episodes, like separate episodes that they're, you know, airing on the same night here. Um, but there you go. Okay. At Jeff's, well, at Jeff Sangalang, I think is how you would say this Twitter handle. Uh, with the three immunity idols now activated, who do you think is the easiest person among the holders to blindside and get eliminated like Nusir from last season, Survivor 41? That's Jeff wants to know that. So our uh, three holders of these idols, Marianne, Drea and Mike, who's who could you pull off the blind side on the easiest? You think, Trey? Uh, I think Marianne is Nasir. I think they're very similar characters. Ooh. You know, very excited to be out there, uh, early fan favorites. Uh, maybe grading to some on their tribe. Uh, I think maybe some of the difference with Nasir and Marianne is that Nasir was a serious asset in challenges. Who, um, you know, you could convince yourself we got to get this guy out because he's going to be a physical threat going through. Maybe not the case for Marianne, at least not from what we've seen so far. So to me, she seems most likely to be blindsided, followed by Mike, just because his strategic game has kind of been up and down, going all over the place and kind of changing his mind at the last second. Whereas Drea, like we talked about earlier, I think she's in a pretty solid spot right now and seems mm-hmm. to be a pretty savvy player. So I see her being able to hang on to her, uh, to hers and not get blindsided if we're choosing yeah. between those three. Yeah. Uh, you know, I guess put me down for Mike if I had to answer the question. Uh, just the easiest person among the holders here to maybe blindside. I just, he just seems like a very trustworthy guy until you break his trust, like we saw with Daniel. Uh, but if he doesn't have any reason to not trust you, I think he's one of those people that like is more likely to. So you could tell him one thing and do the other, and I think you could get him. Uh, whether people will, I don't, I'm not sure, but that's who I would go with. Uh, this one from at Zach one, three Oh nine Oh, how many people left do you think can actually win? Because there are four people who definitely can't. All right. Let me throw these at you, Trey. Okay. This is from Zach. Four people who can't win. According to Zach, Roxroy, Lindsay, Marianne, and Jonathan. Three of them are just too annoying. And Jonathan is too much of a physical threat. So we are down to 12 people. And Zach has already said these four are not winning. So what do you think of the four he picked? And then, uh, you know, who left do you think could win? Or is that by default mean uh, eight other people could win? Okay. Uh, I'm in agreement here with Zach. I don't think Jonathan is going to win unless he is so good at challenges that he literally wins every single challenge. But even in Survivor, that doesn't happen. So I agree. Jonathan, not likely. Marianne, also not likely. And Roxroy, I don't think will win as well. But, I, you know, he's impressed me with his gameplay to the point where I can at least see him going super far. At this point, so he seems I. like he'll be yep. 
uh, a solid number for somebody to take along as, you know, the number three in a, in a strong twosome. I think Lindsay is still in the mix. You know, we haven't seen much from her uh, this season so far. She did get an advantage amulet as well uh, in episode one. She did have the annoying Jonathan scene uh, in this episode. But other than that, we haven't seen much from her, you know, either positive or negative. So I think she's kind of just yeah. been under the radar right now, which is a solid strategy. You don't need to be playing your best game um, before you even get to the merge. So I think she's still in the mix as a winner. I think um, Hi, Romeo, and Drea are kind of my three in the lead, most likely winners right now, who I would think is going to be contending for final tribal console. They'll probably have to go against each other uh, at some yeah. point, but those three seem to be playing the best game to me. Yeah. Uh, I see Yusef in the uh, live tribe saying, why is Lindsay annoying? Well, I think Zach is going solely off of the Marianne and yeah. Lindsay annoying Jonathan, but I'm also with you, Yusef. I don't think she's nearly on the level probably of as, as a Marianne, at least from what we've seen. And again, I point out Jonathan was you know, talking to her about, hey, is Marianne even crazier than normal? So if, yeah, he was a little annoyed with her, maybe talky, talky, talky at 7 a.m. in the morning, uh, he did at least even then turn to her and like, what's going on here? And she, you know, sort of agreed with him. Yeah, it's, it's quite a bit. It's a lot. And Omer has also said, yeah, Marianne's annoying. Yeah. Like, but he's just better at like, I don't care. I can deal with it. Like, <laughs> if it gets me a million dollars, I can last, uh, you know, uh, a couple weeks out here with it. So uh, there's that. Min Power saying in the uh, live tribe here, is Lindsay getting the Heather edit or is she perhaps getting the Erica edit? Mm. Right. Uh, and that's what you were sort of saying, Trey. Like, you know, it's not a bad thing if we don't know a lot about you here through the first five or six episodes. Not a bad thing at all. Um, many times, like, you think you'd want to see a little bit more, but Erica just proved to us that it's like, we didn't even know she was even playing until <laughs> like five episodes right. to go. Really? So that could happen for... Uh, for Lindsay or any of these other ones. But I like your picks too. Very high on high. I mean, I don't know how you couldn't be. Yeah. And uh, I like Romeo. I love that. I love the, I, I'm actually really convincing myself what I said earlier about like the four of them being high and Lydia. And then obviously Romeo and Drea, man, they could do some damage to the four of them uh, if they, if they do link up. So, so we will see. So those were uh, some of the questions we got in there. If anyone has one right now in the live tribe, uh, we sort of flew through those a little faster than the normal. There's only two of us talking. Let us know if you have a question. Um, anything else, Trey, that you've uh, been rattling around in your brain about this episode or moving forward? All right, Skates, I'll throw a name at you. You tell me if you think they can win at this point in the okay. game. Tori. No. I'm with you. I mean, wait, no. Not win. I don't think she can win. I think she can go far, though. I think she's so gonna I. be. I think she's gonna be pretty smart at reading where the votes are going and somehow ending up on the wrong or ending up on the right side. Quite a few. You know, she's just gonna be yep. flipping and flopping. Uh, Romeo, we we agree yes. on yes. yes. Rocks Roy, no. Omer, could he win? I think yep. so. I think he's still yep. in the mix. Yeah, Mike. Mike, uh, you don't see a lot of winners like Mike. so You don't see a lot of winners like Mike. It's sort of tough for me. But that all said, he, he's likable. Uh, firefighters do well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I think unlikely, though. If I have to pick between one or the other, I don't think it's likely. Yeah, same. Uh, Lydia. No. Yeah. I think Lydia's... I hate to say this, but like high, she's with High. And High is calling the shots, in my opinion. 
And I don't think that's, unless she does the ultimate, like, I had to get rid of you high, you know, Sid does this crazy, like, backstab. Yeah. Eh, maybe, but I'll say no. Yeah, that could be a winning move for her, uh, going after high before high gets her, but I think it's probably going to go the other way and we get, that could be a, one of the best blindsides of the season, perhaps. The last mm-hmm. name that we haven't really talked about as a winner so far, Chanel. You think she could win? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I mean, maybe this is not a good thing, uh, you know, when you consider the source, but... Daniel, in a lot of these exit interviews, I noticed he said like multiple times that I either read or actually heard and watched what he said. He's like, kept saying like, Chanel's good. She's really good. You know, he said it every time I I heard him speak to somebody and it's like, why is he saying that? Why is he really, uh, what does he know that we don't know? Um, Now, is he just saying that because it was ultimately him or her? And it's like, in championing up her, it sort of makes him look not as bad. There's that. Sure. But also maybe she does. I, I like mo- she's made mistakes, but she's made also like great decisions to sit out things, to bury people, to play pretty even keel, to call out Daniel, what he was doing at Tribal Council last night. Like she picks up on those things. So I think she could win. Yeah. 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 I think she's made some weird strategy decisions kind of prior to Tribal Council, but has always done really, really well at Tribal Council and just has a knack for surviving. So I'm not ready to cross her off my list yet. I think that's everybody though, so far. Yeah. And uh, Ian pointing out, you're right. He's missed, uh, um, he missed the jury. So it's, you know, it's not like he has additional info about the season. True. That's 100% true, but uh, it's not like these people don't talk to each other and all that. Also, we have somebody in the live tribe, Andrew asking, do you ever look at the Reddit boot lists? One is accurate to date. Is that a question? Your take? Oh, I guess maybe the one right now. Never, ever do I do this. Do you? What? What's he even talking about? Reddit. I assume lists. that there are leaks. Uh, that it's no, like, no way. oh, no here's way. the way they go home. No, no. way. No, it don't, doesn't even, not at all. And prefer you to not share the link or to tell us, obviously. <laughs> we really enjoy just going into each episode blind. But yeah, I mean, I'd, you'd be naive to think that no one knows the order of people going home or maybe even who wins the damn thing. It's a television show. It's already been recorded. No, (laughs) no, no, no. I ain't checking. And I've been playing a lot of basketball on Wednesday nights uh, this year for the first time during a survivor season saying, I'm just going to suck it up and have to watch it in the morning. But I, I'm like anti-phone then as soon as I get done playing basketball, I'm like, I can't take a chance at something getting spoiled here. So of course I ain't looking at Reddit boot lists. Yeah. Uh, just a couple other comments here. Uh, wisdom. Hi, Drea, Romeo, Omar are my contenders. Good list there. This from Austin. I'm glad you asked this because when you said that, um, Drea, I believe you said that had the amulet. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. She actually even held it up last night. I'm like, oh yeah. What is that? Where'd you get that? What, I, what does that even do? And Austin here asking over under 2.5 episodes before we get a vote out to get one of the amulets out from one or both of the other holders. Yeah, this, I, who has, it's Drea, it's Lindsay, and it's High. And remind me of the power. It's like, it gets more powerful the less there are. Yeah, so I think if (laughs) one gets voted out, it becomes a steal a vote or something like that. Right. I don't remember exactly. Or an extra vote or something. Yeah. Yeah. Hold, let's uh, let's check the old uh, the thing here. Wow. Uh, I can't believe I totally forgot. If all three amulets are used, they could collectively cast another vote. So they get an extra vote together. If the amulets are down, 
to two. Using them together could give a vote steal, and if only one amulet remains, it could be used as a regular hidden immunity idol. So that's wow. even more reason for Drea and High to get together. They need Thank to get God. together and figure out a way for the Orange Tribe to get Lindsay out of there. So that their idols then become more powerful and they're weakening that Orange Tribe, which seems like they could possibly be sticking together with the big challenge guy out there. So that's a move they got to be contemplating at this point. Wow. Yeah. Okay. The there it is. Amulet. That was a little amulet refresher <laughs> for everybody. Remember that? <laughs> Episode one? Because I did it. Yeah, that's when a guy was like covering said, himself in blood for yeah, this amulet. I, I had completely <laughs> forgotten about that. And when she was holding up all of her uh, her uh, weapons last night, I'm like, what? what? What the heck is that? But yeah, she does have a lot. And we'll see how that uh, that plays out. I think Trey's right. I think, I think it's much more likely that two people maybe work together with it just for a steal vote, which really is like, eh, that can like half the time do nothing too. But that's a lot more likely than three of them coming together Yeah, for an extra. I, I mean, yeah. Uh, so I guess put me down for an under uh, Austin on two and a half episodes within, within the next two episodes. Oh, I, guess, I guess someone, are you counting yeah. the, are you counting the two part episode as, as two episodes? Ooh, is it going to happen okay. next week? You think we're getting those amulets played next week? Well, I mean, I think we're getting, I think not maybe next week, but definitely the week after there is a play to get out one of the amulets. Yeah. So a zeroing in on a vote out of a Lindsay. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. So uh, that'll probably come into play pretty soon. The amulet of destiny, says Sarah. (laughs) Uh, Let's take our final break. Uh, When we come back, We'll uh, look at next week on Survivor and uh, we'll make some predictions as to what this uh, merge slash non-merge all means. So don't go anywhere. Okay, let's start wrapping up this episode of No Buffs. Though listening to that last ad read, now I'm wondering, you think anybody's ever worn sacks out on the island? (laughs) Probably actually be pretty nice. Yeah, out on the island. Uh, I mean, uh, chafing would be one of the things I would be worried about most. Uh, I mean, you saw what some of those undies look like after you've been out there for three days. Yeah, baggy. I mean, and they always they always want to uh, like lie in a hammock out there, so you got a hammock uh, permanently built in. You're chilling for your boys. I saw. Yeah. I did laugh. Uh, speaking of survivor attire. There was at one point there was like a shot of Daniel and he was wearing loafers. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny to me. He's just wearing loafers out on the beach. <laughs> yeah. He sat down beside somebody. Yeah, yeah, Kick back with his loafs. Exactly. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, so next time on Survivor, uh, it's a two hour episode, as we talked about. So it's, it's two episodes because they have two title names, but we're getting them both next week. Which sometimes can be, well, it can be great because we have two hours, but there's also a reason they do it sometimes because it's like, uh, maybe that first episode didn't deliver as a standalone. (laughs) Here's another one, Survivor fans or something. We'll see. Um, We get probes in the next time clip saying, everybody drop your buffs. Oh, everybody's pumped. Buffs start coming off. And then Mike, very wisely, uh, hold on. This doesn't mean emerge. (laughs) Oh, not exactly. <laughs> not exactly, says Propes. Uh, and then we also get some confessionals from Rox and we get from Lydia and we hear from Jonathan. So 
what what do you think all this means the not exactly with the merge uh are we getting something that happened in 41 which is when the the shillelagh of time was introduced and uh erica you know started her real journey uh are they twisting that they changing that because we didn't like it and everybody hated it what's your best guess to what the heck goes on with this merge not merge trick Okay, so we're definitely getting some sort of earn the merge scenario, right? Earn Where merge, you gotta, yeah. maybe they're getting split into tribes of six again. Maybe they're getting split into tribes of five and there's a couple that have to sit out and whatever. Uh, there's going to be something where you have to compete in a challenge. Such and such are going to be then eligible to be voted out right away. I think that's going to happen. We're okay. going to have something similar to the shillelagh of time, but there can be no way that they bring it back the exact same way they did in season 41, just because there was so much drama around it and not just drama, like surrounding the game. Like, you know, they had Danny calling it a lie to Jeff, like on actual camera. And apparently if yeah. you've been listening to these podcasts, like I have skeets, you're hearing everybody talking about how much the, the contestants hated it last season. So as we've seen with the, some of the other advantages this season, there have been tweaks to it. So who knows what the tweak is going to be? But there's going to be something because the merge, like the the earn the merge, I think is pretty cool. I think I like the idea of like having to compete at something right there. You win and then you get a little bit of a reward of the feast. And, you know, I think I just think that's an interesting twist to throw into the middle of this. But the way it went down last year was just not ideal. And I don't think that, you know, I think that Survivor tends to learn from their mistakes. So I think something different will happen. Yeah, let's hear from everybody joining us uh, live. Like, what's your best guess? I, I think you're on to something here, Trey. I also do like this sort of new twist to we hit the merge, but it doesn't mean we're all then just going to play for individual immunity and then we all go and vote. Because then I heard Rob say this. A lot of the times that vote is like, there's so many people that it's like generally pretty heavy towards one. It's, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a 10 to two vote. It's a, whatever, a unanimous vote. Um, you know, like an 11 to one, like whatever, maybe there's three people holding on, but it's like a blowout really. So I don't mind it because this just gets us, it cuts it in half, let's say. Uh, and now we're like really having to focus on what the, the six people that could be going home and what happens there. And, and I like what could happen too, is like the six that are safe, extra votes could come into play here this you use this to save so and so it's like who do i really want to go to bat for here so i like that but yeah the shillelagh time if it's still around and somebody can smash an hourglass what is it undoing like because you uh, you wouldn't think it'll just undo a challenge win that made people think they were safe and then suddenly erica does it and it's like they're not safe that pissed off Danny. That pissed <laughs> yeah. off a lot of people. It pissed off like me, us, watching. Like, what? That's That doesn't seem right. Uh, but then what do they do instead of that if there is this hourglass? Or maybe, it, I, I don't know, maybe they got rid of it completely. <laughs> I wouldn't, I because of the production of it all, it's probably in there. But did they twist it? Tweak it? I don't know. Yeah, they're going to, it's just got to be something different. It gave Erica too much power and it completely changed the game and it completely changed the game in a way that's not like totally just a twist you know just the way that it all went down with the contestants calling it a lie and i think that the fact that the contestants had so much of a problem with it even more so than the fans of the show that will be the reason that they don't want to run it back um the exact same way so i don't know maybe maybe they find a way to get two people separated from the tribe you know so that it's only their five uh competing and they're giving out 
necklaces or advantages to those other people and they have to like join them together to to work on something because that seems to be something that happens a lot uh in these modern eras of survivor is they're giving reasons for people who might not necessarily have a connection being forced to have a connection so split it up five five two who knows Zach says he just wants challenges. Three challenges in one. Six advance to the merge, then three advance to the merge, and then one of the final three loses and is out. Whoa. My goodness. I mean, I guess. Sure. Uh, maybe, no, do all of that, and then the loser gets to go to an island and smash an hourglass, and all of it gets done. Like, uh, all of it means nothing. It was a complete <laughs> waste of an hour or two. That really pissed people off. Yeah, they should double down on the hourglass. And Give it more power. Whoever, whoever smashes it, everybody's back in the game. <laughs> if you smash yes. it, we start we over. We start it all. We start it all over. You want to do that? You want Daniel back? <laughs> you want, uh, you know, you want um, uh, uh, Swathy back? You want all these people? <laughs> Just smash it and get everybody back. And then the season gets into an extra long version of uh, Survivor. We have more to talk about. Do that. Do that. Um well, I don't think we'll see all that many challenges, but but maybe there's people pointing out it does something. If there is the hourglass, like something uh, to the idols, to the amulets, it, like it neutralizes something, takes something off the board. I, I guess the problem, the weird part was there was very little decision for Erica to make. Exactly. That was the thing. We were like, yeah, there, there doesn't need to be a cliffhanger for this because we know what she's doing. Because there'd be no reason for her not to do it. Exactly. Uh, there was a, it, so. it, it was set up for her to smash it, which, you know, when they put in a twist, they want you to take it. Same reason everybody opens the beware advantage. You're going to do it. Uh, so, yeah, um, just, just uh, you know, kind of leveling down the power of the, is the hour of the hourglass seems like a likely scenario. Oh, okay. So then Ian throwing this out there. What if the smash just makes everyone eligible to be voted out? Not just the opposite half. So it's opening it back up to everybody. I mean, it still would suck if you had won. I guess you got the feast, but now you're a possibility to go home. Okay. I mean, That's a isn't little, that kind of the topic. exact same thing though? Uh, well, because in that scenario to me, if you're Erica and they say, okay, if you smash it now, everybody's eligible. Then like you're guaranteed getting voted off. Cause then everyone's like, what? I thought, I, what? I thought I was safe, and now because of you, I'm not uh, safe. Yeah, uh, yeah, so then yeah. you're like, I'm not going to do that. Whereas, especially if you're presented with the choice, because then you can make, look, I could have smashed it, and you could have been eligible for the vote. So you, should, yeah. you shouldn't vote me out. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe there's not a way to, to level this down. But I don't this know. Jeff's the, always got something in his cargo pocket. This That's true. Uh, Jeff always has something in, his, in the ball sack pouch of his sacks <laughs> underneath his cargo uh, pants. Um, Min Power has the best thing for us to do if we see the hourglass next week and it gets smashed. It goes way back in time and Erica comes back into the season. <laughs> She's just been waiting there the whole time. That's that's the best I've seen yet, Min Power. I love it. Oh my god. And then goes on to win the game. And is a two-time winner. Two -time and everyone's winner. like, oh, oh, she's right there with Sandra and Tony. One of the greats. Livid. Oh, man. And we'd have th How many Canadians would we have in the game at that point? Oh, my God. It'd be a Canadian. It'd be like, uh, you know, um, what was the name of Bret Hart? And, uh, the Hart Owen Foundation? And yeah, the Hart <laughs> Foundation, I guess. I thought they had more of a Canadian vibe at one point. But uh, 
Well, there was the Mounties at one point as well. (laughs) There was the Mounties, yes. (laughs) Oh, man. I've already uh, showed my ignorance with wrestling with the John Morrison Hennigan. It's all the same guy. Apparently, he's been released from WWE as well. Oh, jeez. Back to Slamtown. Is he AEW now? Holy moly. Uh, I'll, okay, we'll wrap up with this. Brad says, smash it and everyone moves the ship wheel. I sure. <laughs> we're, we're going also to good. ship wheel, people. Walk up the hill, but don't talk. Okay. These are great, great uh, suggestions, everybody. An awesome live tribe tonight. Uh, you guys were fantastic, especially with just the two of us breaking down episode five. So thank you so much for your input, your hilarious comments, your great questions. Uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, really appreciate that. You can subscribe to No Bus on YouTube. We also have our own podcast feed. So wherever you listen to it, be it Apple Podcasts, Spotify, search for No Bus and subscribe to your boys. JD should be back. No, we don't We don't really know that. He strikes me as a guy that just could go on vacation and never Stay return. Stay on vacation. Did, didn't, his, didn't his best friend do that? Derek did that. I think that's true. That's exactly yeah, right. He, he went to Mexico. He's like, this is awesome. Mexico's Why would cool. I leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good point. I so, mean, as long as he's got his travel hat, that's all he needs. That's right. So JD, uh, JD should be back with us here on No Buffs uh, next week uh, on Thursday when we uh, do a deep, deep dive on two episodes of Survivor airing next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. As for us with No Dunks, we'll see you on Friday for the Drop Podcast live at 10 a.m. Eastern over on the No Dunks YouTube feed and uh, podcast feeds. Andrews, thank you so much for pushing the buttons in the background. Guys, thanks again for joining us live. Leave your boys those five-star ratings and reviews, and we'll see you soon. Until then, try to smoke.